Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. This is a song that we learned uh, from a fellow named Steve Young who uh, lived in San Diego. This is called Seven Bridges Road. I hope you like this. Tennessee. This is Gary Holt, your host. I'm joined by my co-host in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Miss Bobby Jean Bell. And to start us off this morning, a little Eagles in Seven Bridges Road. Hey, Bobby, how are you this morning? Hey, Gary, I got the fireplace on and I got coffee, um, coffee right here and I am ready for fall. What about you? I'm kind of ready for fall. I'm kind of dreading the cold weather. I like the fall is my favorite time of the year, but I'm kind of dreading the winter for some reason this year. But uh, it's going to come, whether 
happy or not. So I heard you had a little snow out your way. Well, we did in some parts of New Mexico. Uh, we didn't here in Albuquerque, but we had 70-mile-an-hour winds, uh, not yesterday, but the day before, with a lot of tree limbs down all over town and um, thunder and rain. Oh, it was so dramatic and exciting. Luckily, we we were not impacted by downed limbs or loss of electricity, which much of our community was, but we sat out on the patio, bundled up, and just watched the drama roll in. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, we've we've had some we've had some strange. It's been a strange year, and uh, we'll look back at yeah. 2020 and remark that we don't remember any year like this one, uh, and hope never to again in our lifetime, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of folks to join us on the show today, and we have a great guest joining us for the Campfire Cafe. So who are we going to be talking with today? She is on the line and ready to go. We have Lori Beth Brooke um, waiting to join us today. I've I met her a couple times at the IWMA gathering and really looking forward to finally having a little one-on-one time with her. All right, so we're looking forward to talking with her and listening to her latest CD. And then in the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America, we're going to be talking with Guy Adams with the Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch. They're helping out with these fires. And so we're going to talk with Guy for just a little bit. And then our good friend Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister, will be joining us with Trail Tips. And uh, we're looking forward to the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America as well. But right now, Listen to a great song from Bruce Springsteen. It's one called Tucson Train. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Lori Beth Brooke on the Campfire Cafe.
Radio Network. We just heard Bruce Springsteen's Tucson Train from his 2019 release, Western Star. An accordionist, yodeler, singer, and songwriter from Austin, Texas, Lori Beth Brook is a native Texan with German heritage. She grew up on a dairy farm in Nordheim, just southeast of San Antonio. And before she started elementary school, she was already on the piano bench. At seven, finally big enough to hold an accordion, she learned her first polka. By 12, she was writing her own songs. She has performed in a broad range of genres and is an award-winning yodeler. Within the last few years, Western music has captured her imagination and lassoed her heart. Lori Beth continues to write songs and believes the Western music genre allows her to realize her full potential as both a songwriter and a performer. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, making her first appearance, a sparkling Texas star, Lori Beth Brook. Welcome, Lori Beth. Hey, a big Texas hello to both of you today. Hey, Lori. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Gary. Good, good. So have you had any snow or cold weather out in te- your, your part of Texas? Well, you know, it got down to about 50 here and a little bit of rain. And so not the snow that Bobby's experienced out west, but, you know, we'll take it compared to our 100-degree temps that we've been experiencing lately. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, we're excited to have you with us today, and for our worldwide audience that may be meeting you for the very first time, tell us a little bit about where you grew up, and how did you get started with the accordion and music? Sure. I grew up in a little town called Nordheim, Texas, uh, population 369. Whoa. It's uh, gotten a little smaller since then, but accordion... (laughs) was very popular when I was growing up. My older sister played, and at the time she was learning, they had accordion bands around the area. And so accordion was making sort of a heyday before guitar was popular at all. And so I heard it, my older sister playing, and then I started playing and taking lessons in the second grade. And uh, I also took piano lessons, and I just continued with the music and the accordion. Um, I started playing in uh, uh, Farm Bureau 
talent competitions, that really got me moving uh, with stage presence. Yeah. And then I ended up majoring in music in college and uh, got started up with a polka band from New Brownfels, which was really close to Texas State University where I went to school. Right, and right. sort of the the rest is history. I mean, I could go on for a while. It's the music's been <laughs> in my life the the whole time. So well, you and you and Joey Miskelin have a lot in common then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> that is true. Oh uh, gosh. Well, I've got to ask, when did you start yodeling? You know, that came much later. I had already graduated with a degree in music. And I'd been hearing the yodeling because I was playing the German folk music of my heritage and playing in the polka band in New Braunfels. So I was at festivals and I heard some really great yodelers in the German and Austrian genre. Yeah, I but I didn't know how to I didn't know how to do it. So after I graduated, I found a fella in San Antonio named Jody Lyons who had been a jingle singer out in L.A. for many years, and he had moved to San Antonio, was giving lessons on pop singing, which is something that I did not study in college. It was all classical vocals. And right. I really wanted to learn that style of singing. And he took me through this whole range. As a jingle singer, you have to be able to sing every kind of technique. And right. one of the things he had in there was a yodel, learning how to flip the voice. So once I did that, then I was that opened up the doors. I was then I just started finding music and and learning it by ear. Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, you've got a great CD. We're going to try to get to uh, five or six songs from that so our audience can enjoy that as well as getting to know you a little bit better. But right now, let's take a listen to one of the songs from the CD, "Bride of the Brazos." When we come back, we're going to be talking more with Lori Beth Brook today on the Campfire Cafe.
it came to me that I wanted to write a song, and at first I, I thought it was going to be this rowdy song about winning a, a bride to poker game. And then it dawned on me, you know, what about the girl's point of view? Even the little research mm-hmm. I found, they never mentioned the bride's name even. Mm-hmm. And I thought, gee, that's, that's kind of awful. What about her? How did she feel about that? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I married up that, that melody that I had from before with the story from the woman's perspective. And it all just clicked. Yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. Um, you, you know, this CD released um, re- just recently, and I know Dave Martin, Dave and Carolyn, um, there's wonderful pictures, and I'll put one up in a moment, of Dave um, Martin at Sweetwater. So you, you, record, you put this together during um, COVID, if I'm understanding right. Has COVID been a, um, a time for you to actually thrive creatively, or have there been what kind of challenges have you had? <laughs> so most of the project was done before we locked down. I recorded at Sweetwater Studio the first week of March. And we got the bulk of the album done at that point. But I have some guest artists you might have noticed on the album that were supposed to record in April, and that got delayed. So Three Trails West, helps me out on three or four numbers and Judy Coder from Notable Exceptions is the twin yodel on his song and they couldn't get into the studio oh well so that that delayed me for a good while uh finally uh, Judy Coder was able to record her part at home <laughs> and uh and then three shells west Ended up going into a different studio than we originally anticipated, but they waited until things listed a bit, and uh, they got into the studio, I think, end of May. So, yeah, there were some challenges. And as far as the creative part of it, you know, you would think that I would be taking this time to really do a lot of songwriting and so forth, but that's not happened so much. Uh, I think... I'm actually a little bit locked down oh, in my really? mind as well as my <laughs> as my physicalness. So, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on with me for that. Wow, wow. Well, again, this is a great CD. We're going to try to get to as much music as we can today, as well as visit with Lori. So right now, let's get to one called What Must I Do to Be a Cowgirl? And we'll be back in just a moment to continue our conversation with Lori Beth Brook today on the Campfire Cafe. Must I 
Texas star. Lori, how did you decide to start doing Western music? Who were your influences? Well, I heard Western music growing up. Uh, being from Central Texas, there it was around me uh, all the time. And we went to dances every weekend, and we heard that. And it wasn't, though, until about... 2010 or so, I started really investigating the Western Music Association, and uh-huh. one of the connections there for me was the yodeling contest. Yeah. And I thought that would make an interesting crossover based on my German and Austrian yodeling. So after pondering the idea for quite a while, I finally made it out to the Western Music Association festival in 2013 and I just fell in love with the music and the people that I met there I bought a whole bunch of CDs and I started just trying to learn some of the standard tunes and and it re-inspired my songwriting that had kind of died out for a while 
And you met some people there. Um, I just put up a wonderful picture of you and Marilyn Tuttle standing with um, Big Banner from the IWMA. Um, she's a special lady, isn't she? <laughs> yes, she is. I didn't really meet her officially probably until my second or third trip to that convention. But, you know, she is just a wealth of information and as sweet as can be and so, so talented. Yeah. And is that where you first met um, Three Trails West? Is that how you met them? Yes, it is. I met them the very first year and through Judy Coder. I had researched Judy because she'd won the yodeling contest, and I heard her video, and I knew she was somebody I I wanted to connect with because I really respected the quality of her yodel and her singing and her talent. So she kind of took me under her wing the first time I was out there, and being from Kansas, she knew Three Trails West, and uh, she got me involved Ah. in those she got me got involved it. in those jam jam sessions, and uh, it was actually that first trip out there, those jam sessions, and I just met Three Trails West, and I was, I have that song, Cowgirl Outfit, and uh, it was based on that first trip out there. Everything in that song is true, and I was walking <laughs> by with my accordion slung over my shoulder, and I walked by Three Trails West, they're jamming, and they yelled out, hey, cowgirl. And I just thought that was really funny because, like, oh, gosh, I guess I'm I'm pulling this off, this cowgirl accent. actually works. Uh, that's yeah, cool. and they know they know they know uh, how to um, they know how to sing and swing, and they got cowboy style. Don't they? <laughs> their rock mount shirts and their special uh, jackets with their name on the back. You, you cannot miss these guys at any live event. They are just uh, everybody gravitates to them. And the jam session, I know the jams in the evening, you know, out in the lobby and all. Um, Three Trails West is just uh, holding center stage, and then everybody coming up and playing with them. It is so much fun to watch. <laughs> Uh, well, they're very welcoming. You know, they really draw people in and make sure they get an opportunity to be heard, which is an awesome thing. And as far as their outfits go, you know, uh, I've had the opportunity now to play at some other events with them. And I have discovered that when they go off playing their their gigs, they if there is a Western store somewhere around in the vicinity, they find it and they check it out. So, um Yep, yep. They're making sure they're staying in that d- dapper status. <laughs> That's too cool. Too cool. Well, tell us about the album. How did you come to put together the music for Texas Star? Well, I was pondering that idea for a year or two, and I knew I wanted to focus mostly on original tunes because that's where my heart really lies. I like performing as well, but it's the first opportunity I've really had to get my songs out there and heard. So I started putting together the songs I thought were the strongest and most compelling and then filled in with other songs that I just really like in the genre. And I actually recorded 
18 songs up at Sweetwater Studio and, and set wow. them down to 15. Wow, wow. Well, that's a good number of songs on a CD, and they're all great. So tell us a little bit about the title cut, Texas Star. How did this come about? Sure. That song is based on a poem I heard growing up. My mom used to say it, I'm a Texas, I'm a Texas, I'm a Texas star. And <laughs> that always, it always stuck with me. And somewhere down the line, I thought, you know, that would make a good song. And I made up the verse parts of it to go along with it and added the yodel to come up with that song. And uh, this song is particularly special to me because of my mom having taught me that verse. And she has dementia now, and she doesn't really know who I am, but mm. she connects with the music very well still. And when I, do, when I play that song or any other old, very familiar song, and she, we, I get to that verse, she starts singing along and tapping her foot. So oh, that's uh, great. I, I really like being able to connect with her in that way. That is great. That is great. Well, let's listen to Texas Star, and the folks out there can tap their feet and maybe sing along by the time the song's over with. Texas Star, <laughs> it's Lori Beth Brook. This is the title cut from the album. I learned how to yodel before I could talk. I learned how to ride before I could walk. I can shoot a bullseye for 500 feet. Oh, 
Untitled Track, Texas Star by today's guest, Lori Beth Brooke. That is just so fun. <laughs> um, Lori, I think, Lori Beth, I think the next song that uh, Gary's got queued up is You Make Me Feel Something. This is another original by you. Do you want to share a little bit about its backstory? Sure. Uh, this one came to me in a dream, and that's never, ever happened before. It woke me up in the middle of the night, and I I had trouble going back to sleep after that. But it was just you make me feel something, and and I and I wrote it. It was one of the songs that came pretty quickly. It sometimes I struggle for a while to get everything in place uh, that I the way I like it. But this one was quick to write. Very Let's fine. take a listen Very to you. If You Make Me Feel okay. Something. Here we go, Lori Beth Brooke. <laughs> I catch you glancing my way every chance you get. And I wonder what is your game before I really know what the rules are. I realize I'm doing the same. A crowded room It's strange how I know that it's you I know that your whisperings mean nothing But oh, what those sweet nothings do They make me feel something, oh, something This racing of my heart is a clue My senses come alive But my knees get so weak I have to sit How can one touch be so electric It shows up on the main power grid You make me feel something Oh, something The buckling of my knees is a clue Make me feel something, oh baby. Don't know what it is or what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. 
you make me feel something, oh, something. Like Sherlock Holmes, I finally got a clue. You make me feel something, oh, baby. Know just what it is and what I'm gonna do. You make me feel something, oh, something. Like Sherlock Holmes, well, I finally got a clue. You make me feel something, oh, baby. Know just what it is and what I'm gonna do. Make Me Feel Something, Lori Beth Brook. It's from the CD Tech Star. We're talking with Lori Beth today. And um, Lori Beth, this is, a, this is a great CD. Do you have another project in the works? No, this is uh, going to be it for just a little while here. Uh, I need to get back out and playing again so I can get this CD out to some more people. And, yeah. And... Um, you know, I am starting to think about what the next set of songs would be, but I need to do some more songwriting. I've got some, I got some ideas in the works, but uh, they're not done yet. So I will be working on some of those things. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to that. So, what are you, what are you doing right now with this uh, COVID nineteen? How are you? promoting yourself and how are you getting your music out there are you doing any live stuff on facebook or any of the other social media or i had done several things on facebook live i haven't done any recently but i intend to get back to that again and in there i do a mix of my german folk music and the western so it's kind uh-huh. of an odd hodgepodge of the two things but uh, those are still recorded and out there, so if you guys look me up on Facebook, someone can go out and watch those those recordings and see what I'm all about. Yeah. Well, it's kind of challenging for everybody right now with uh, with things as there are with so many different games having been canceled and um, really not knowing what to look forward to in 2021. I mean, we still have a few months left in 2020. But uh, it's kind of a challenge to to uh, determine get yourself out there and in front of people. And of course, when you have a new CD, you want people to be able to experience that. So tough times right, right now yeah. for everybody in the music business. You know, I I take uh, some volunteer music things. I've had a couple of things that have come up, some social distancing volunteer things. So I've done those. And uh, that helps, you know, kind of at least keeps my hand in and practice stuff and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of have to keep practicing, don't you, so that um, <laughs> if you're not performing regularly, you kind of keep your chops. So when things open up again, you know, you're ready to go, right? <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> Well, there's another um, so song on here that I want to get to, Bobby and and uh, uh, Lori, and and I like the title of this song. I just got to tell you, <laughs> a good man is hard to find. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> how did you come to write this one? 
Well, that one I didn't write. A Good Man is Hard to Find is an oldie but a goodie. It's from the early 1900s. Okay. In fact, that song is celebrating its um, its 100-year anniversary, right? From the really? 1920s. It's a 20s song, and we're back in the 20s. So, And, you know, the, the theme of the song is still valid 100 years later. So that tells you it's a, it's a good song. <laughs> It's a good song, and a good man is hard to find. So let's take a listen to that and come back. Let's come back and talk more with Lori Beth on the Campfire Cafe. Try to see all where he goes. Take 
notice a good man is hard to find. Lori Beth Brooks. And when you and find him, and when you, yeah, and when you find him, hold on to him. <laughs> Amen. 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 Well, Lori Beth, you've got a ton of fun to talk with today. And uh, the CD is great. It's Texas Star is the CD. But where can people find the music? So the best way to get a copy of the CD or a download of the CD is on my website. My website is lauriebethbrook.com slash music is where you find the music. And okay. you, it's also being distributed out through a lot of other channels that I haven't investigated just yet, but there, it's supposedly there on iTunes and Spotify and, and all those other uh, online things that the young kids like these days. So you should, if you can't find it, find me on Facebook or send me a message on my website, and I will lead you right to it. All right. Oh, and, and give you us your website one more time. It's LoriBethBrook.com. LoriBethBrook.com. That's pretty pretty easy to find. Yeah. So, and uh, do you have any gigs at all that are lined up for this end of the year or first of the year? Well, Right now, all of the gigs that I have are Oktoberfest with my German music. <laughs> so I do have those. Uh, the The Western is looking pretty thin for the rest of the year. But, uh, you know, I keep knocking on wood, hoping maybe something will pop up. Well, I hope so. So, But in the meantime, I love the German music and I love the Oktoberfest. So what's coming up there? So I... To find those gigs, I have another group called Yodel Blitz, and it's a trio, and I have a calendar with all of those dates set up. But right now, we're playing in smaller establishments. All of the big festivals have been canceled. So uh, playing at breweries, mostly. And uh, so Bandera Brewing Company, we're going to be playing there one time in middle of October, We've got a couple coming up. Let me see. What was the name of it? It's called Bankersville, Texas, which is an old, old dance hall in the Fredericksburg, Uh-oh. Texas area. That sounds so, like fun. Hosting. Yes, yeah. I've, sadly, I've never been there, uh, and I think it might be a great Western venue, too. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. And then there's a couple other things that are brewing that are not finalized yet, but our calendar had been full now and it was completely canceled and now it's kind of filling up with some of these smaller venues. Well, that's great. That is great. So uh, one of the best ways to follow you is to follow you on Facebook. So Lori Beth Brook on Facebook. And, uh, I know I'm a friend and a fan. So thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate very much. You guys inviting me on and chatting with me and playing my new CD. Well, it's a great CD, and we've loved having you. Look forward to having you back again after this COVID thing is over with. So be more things to talk about. Right now, we're going to close out this segment of the show with a great song from the CD, Texas Star. It's called Knock, Knock. And Lori Beth Brook has been our very special guest today by Cafe. <laughs> Who's there? It's your sweetheart, Justin from TXAN. Uh-oh. 
who's there. It's my heart beating.
there and rising up your bow. Turn the soundboard on righty and turn the light way down low. These are hard, hard times and folks are coming ahead and I let it go, let it go. So dance all still in 1910. These pine wood planks have seen a whole lot of dancing since then. Put your best boots on and we'll play a song. We've been through hard times before. We can do it again. Come on down and shake some friends. Move a little closer. Take it on back. Jimmy at sister, show those cowboys where it's at. Give a Texas twirl. Jumping, folks from town and the county all around, every walk of life and every station. We've got bills to pay, but baby, not today. This is a Saturday night salvation. So put your best boots on and we'll play a song. Cause when your life comes unhinged, you can come on down and shake Sponsored by Childer Services, a member of the Better Business Bureau. 
Childish Services out of Cheyenne, Wyoming, has all of your drill pipe, industrial strength cable, and guardrail to provide sturdy and affordable fencing for farmers and ranchers. Whether you're building a small corral or a feedlot, Childish Services provide competitive pricing and excellent service. Go check out Childish Services at pipe-cable.com or call them at 307 256 7058. That's Childer Services. Pipe-cable.com is their website. So right now we're going to welcome to the show a friend of ours, Mr. Guy Adams. He has an equine therapy program in California. And with the fires that are going on, Guy and his people are really stepping up and helping out. So Guy, welcome to the show. Hi, Gary. Thanks for having us. Well, glad to have you. Stressful times right now. (laughs) They are stressful. You know, it's not enough that we have the COVID virus going around the country, but we also have these wildfires that are just tragic. So tell us a little bit about your situation in your area and what you guys are doing. Let me let me bring up the rough fire that we had a few years back. We we uh, rescued fifty seven horses at that time, and we thought that was a major ordeal. That fire was located in a national park, so there wasn't very many homes. This fire has consumed over 176,000 acres of residential wow. areas. So we are well over uh, 300 horses rescued, plus a good three to 400 other types of farm animals. And uh, the stress level is way up. So we're, we're looking for every means to raise every dollar to help these animals, help the volunteers, uh, everyone to be safe. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a massive undertaking that uh, we've been thrown into. The Central Valley is a great area of California. And, uh, you know, we just hate to see us lose such a fantastic forest area. We're right by yeah. Yosemite and uh, between uh, Kings Canyon National Park and Yosemite, and it's just, it's horrible. Wow, wow. Well, Guy, what can we do as as uh, listeners and folks that would like to help out the situation out there? Well, it, it, the, the people that are closer, we're asking to drop off certain items and stuff, but anybody that's you know, as far away as you guys are, if they could just donate a little bit of money, um, we'll see that it's, it's uh, de- you know, hay is delivered, wheelbarrows, everything that, uh, that needed, panels. Um, so we've got two huge rescues going right now, one at the Clovis Rodeo Grounds and one at uh, Double Last Ranch. We also have, uh, and this, these don't figure into the count that I gave you, uh, people that have rescued you know, 10, 15, 20 horses, and we've been calling and and having uh, alfalfa delivered and bedding and everything we can for those people also. So the the amount of animals is is probably going to, I'm not going to say it's going to double, but it's going to get really big and tall, and it's, I feel for them animals. You know, with what we do, we know how special uh, horses are. Our horses right. are everything. We've got kids to walk that have never walked, talk that have never talked. I wish I could say see that have never seen, but <laughs> we're not that good. 
uh, but it's just been an amazing ride for what we do. And to see these horses in distress and these, the cattle and uh, many other different types of animals, uh, it just it just tears your heart heart apart. And then you know the people that are living through this. Uh, we've got lines of people in RVs parked along 168 who don't know what's going to happen to their house and their animals are being taken care of by people they don't know. So they're they're nervous and you know they they. It's just a, a really rough situation. Well, the stress level has to be unbelievable for folks that are being affected by these fires, and they don't know whether they're going to be evacuated or not, or what will be happening to their animals, or whether they're safe or not. Um, yeah. You do a great job of what you do, Guy, and of course, the Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch always has programs that are out there to help these children and people disabilities and other challenges uh if people want to contribute money how can they do that to your website how can how can they make contributions yeah through our website let me tell the people a little bit about us i've not taken a check in uh 11 years we don't charge any of the kids that come from they're referred to by stanford hospital children's hospital central california we don't charge anybody a dime this is yeah. truly a work of God, and uh, you know, so this money's not going to go to uh, send me to Vegas. It's it's going strictly to what we say it's going to do. And uh, if they would like to donate, they can go to heartofthehorse.org, heartofthehorse.org to uh, to to make a donation. Okay, heartofthehorse.org to make your donations if you to help out the folks that are, are uh, being challenged by these fires and help with uh, providing hay and other needed supplies during this horrible time. These fires are not just, they're just not going away. And uh looks like it's getting worse rather than better. Yes, it's it's not getting better at all, though. Yeah, um, yeah. We're hoping it well, does get better quick, but, uh, you know, our, our area is very hot right now, and we've got the mono winds kicking in. Uh, and in our ranch is at the at the fire yeah. line. Which, you know. Well, you you guys need to stay safe as well. You guys need to stay oh, yeah. safe as well. Sky, we're going to have to have you come back. We need to talk about Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch again. And, uh, it's probably been a year or two since you've been on the show, so we'll have to have you come back just to talk about that when some things settle down a little bit. Would you yeah, do that? We'll bring old Jack Hanna from Sons of the San Joaquin or maybe Dave Stamey with us and, and talk to you. That would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. Guy, thanks so much. And uh, we're going to take a break right now. And we, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Robert the Trailmaster Eversole on Saddle Up America today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Guy, thanks very much. Thank you, Gary. Five horses to Geronimo's men. They caught me sleeping when they snug in. It's gonna be hard to explain this one. All I can say is the Apache one.
ponies make a cloud of dust. They lit out for the boat and met the cool bus. Singing victory songs in the pale moonlight. If I had me a horse, I could give him a fight. guest today, Mr. Robert the Trailmeister Eversole. Hey, Robert. Hey, how's it going? That was scary stuff down in California. It is scary stuff in California, and what's going on out there in Washington? All these fires are all over the West right now. 
Yeah, the whole the whole left coast is is burning. It it it, it seems you know California's bad, uh, Oregon's bad, Washington. We've got fires. I mean, it's 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 pretty smoky here, um, but I don't think we're near as bad as some of the other states. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been in Utah for the past week, and wait, wait uh, a the East Coaster came west. Hooray. That's right. Yeah, I came, I came across the Mississippi, but uh, it's been it's been terribly smoky back here in parts of Utah. It's just been oh, it's bet. been her- horrific, and uh, and so I can only imagine what it's like, you know, to be closer to these fires than where I've been. But um, I did notice that you have some great suggestions and tips for people. Uh, to identify their animals in the event that they get away from you during these fires. So tell us, yeah, tell us well, how to take care of our livestock. Well, you know, I, you know, being reunited with your critters is is kind of an important thing. That's not just for fires. It's just fires are what I think of now. But yeah. you know, it's hurricane season as well. You know, um, and. You know, some way to get reunited is kind of an important thing. Although I'm not a huge fan of my wife's little horse, uh, <laughs> <laughs> have some way to, to to tell whomever, hey, this is this is the better half's horse, and and so, something other than it's a little bay mare, you know. So I'd suggest um, you be careful what you say there about your wife's horse. <laughs> Oh well, next week the wife's horse it may want to be gone. She, I'm going to pack her up next week. We're going to go up in the high country, fire fires permitting. Uh, But uh, but yeah, but some way to get reunited, Um, you know. So a couple products that I've used in the past, and well, I guess not in the past, but still do, um, are um, there's a company out of California called Sierra View Ranch, uh, and they make these tags. Uh, she calls them ice tags, so ice as in, in case of emergency kind of deal. Right. And they just kind of clip on to, to manes or tails or what have you, um, and and they have all that com- in, contact information written on them. And I've tried them. I've got a, got a handful here, and... Um, I, I guess that's one of the good things about not roaching a mule's mane. Uh, I've got yeah. something to clip them to. You put a tag in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I use those, and then I also have these uh, um, pastern bands that uh, have my phone number embroidered on them. Uh, okay. That I'm a big, big fan of. And, and, of course, there's other ways to – you know, get reunited. A lot of people, myself included, uh, take a, like a Sharpie pen or like an ink pen and right. write their 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 phone number or contact information on their horse's hoofs. Um, it, I think it's more to make us feel better because, let's face it, you get in, into some brush or sand and it's not going to last that long. It just wears off, but it's better than nothing. Um, and also in the tack room, I keep a, uh, a, a cattle marking. Um, it's not a pin. It's kind of like a big, uh, big greasy crayon, I guess you'd call it. And when we have fires close here, I put the phone number on everybody's butt. So yeah. I've got a couple different ways 
you know, that if the worst were to happen, you know, we could get reunited. And, and of course, they're all chipped and, and branded and stuff, but I think, you know, something quick and easy that anybody can use, like a phone number, is probably better than hoping that a brand, <laughs> somebody would have to go to the brand book and, and go through You're all right, that stuff. Right. Right. Or with the microchips, they'd have to, they'd have to have the reader where everybody understands a phone number. Any kind of GPS type thing that you can attach to your animals, so you might be able to track them that way. You know, I, I've I've heard of such gadgets, and I I, I can't say that uh, uh, I put any faith in them. Just knowing one, how you're going to power it, power right. it. Right. Uh, so you got to send that signal. So how are you going to do that? Uh, and then, yeah, just the little logistics of such a thing uh, just doesn't seem to me to, to at, at least this point, and at least for the price point I'm willing to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the price could be the point, you know. Yep. It could be the point. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but you do need to take care of your, your livestock, uh, and that was a good point. Not only the fires, but we have hurricanes that are going on we have tornadoes back in tennessee and yeah. uh so what kind of natural event where your animals might get away you know they just get out of the pasture sometime there's no thing happening exactly you know? exactly so there should be some way to track them yeah exactly yeah. and and you know this time of the year you know it's fire season hurricane season um you know are we ready to evacuate our animals if we need to, you know, uh, this time of the year, I make sure that my little stock trailer is ready to go. And I've got, you know, enough stuff to get me through a couple days. If I were to have to load up in a hurry, um, during evacuation is, is, is the wrong time <laughs> to be wondering, well, where is this and where is that? Oh, right. Right. Uh, so do do we have a little go bag, I guess, kind of kind of put together? Um, I know here, well, heavens, on this Monday, was that Labor Day? All the, yeah. You know, th- this year all the holidays kind of roll together. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But we had a, a big wind event here, and you, you mm-hmm. combine high winds with as dry as it's been. We haven't gotten any rain in about four months here. Oh wow! Um, so it is dry, dry, dry. My farrier said it was dry as a popcorn fart. So <laughs> you can get a <laughs> you, you can get a visual from that. Um, yeah, not that I want to, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we had a lot of fires start here, um, and and they move so gosh darn quick, you know. Right. So we had. I actually took the I had the, the the trailer hooked up just in case. I think the nearest fire was probably ten miles away, but ten miles isn't that far in the scope of things. So, no, not particularly when the wind gets you behind it. Yeah. Yep. Scary times. Scary summer. Well, well, and to our listeners, um, it's it's also just smart, obviously, to be prepared yourself, whether you have animals to be thinking about or not. Exactly. Um, you could get, you know, you could get that call. Um, you know, you got to go now. And having lived in California, we know what that is like. 
and um, earthquakes happen too. You, you know, you just mm-hmm. don't know. And right now, during this time period, it just seems like the vi- you know, between COVID and sort of all these other things that are happening, you might think you live in an area that is pretty safe, and you just don't know. So we sort of all need to be at the ready. Bobby, <laughs> oh, you are so so right. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we've talked a little bit about the uh, need to be prepared with our animals and a little bit about being prepared ourselves to be able to get up and go. And uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about you and the mules and this seminar or clinic that you were just in a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah, tell us about that. Well, uh, there's this uh, guy, uh, Ty Evans. He's he's a mule guy. He likes those long ears like I do. Yeah. Um, and he he's he's on the clinician circuit. He's Evans. We we run into each other run into each other all the time during the spring. You know, at the Midwest Expo, Tennessee, um, and those. But he comes out to Washington once a year, and he's been coming out here. I guess I guess this makes year four in a row or so. Um, and and I like him. He's not he's not training my critters. Rather, he's training me. Uh, right. <laughs> he he's helping me find that key to unlock them. Um, and he's he's one of the few clinicians that I I, I like. He he uh, explains things over and over again until even I get it. Um, and so he had a four day clinic out here, and uh, and it was good. It's hot. Hot, 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 and smoky, uh, <laughs> but, but it, it was a good clinic. Um, we uh, this was the first year that I felt competent to go into his advanced class, and I should not have. I was not ready for that by really by far. Yeah, well, the last time I I I I, I, I loped or, or cantered um, and could break into the, the, the correct lead and, and had good form. Heavens, that was 20 years ago when I, I was, you know, just starting out in the, uh, the, uh, the therapeutic riding world uh, where I had to learn how to, how to ride properly. Now I just hang on like a big naked monkey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so we, we were doing a lot of, of lead changes, uh, you know, trot to lope, lope to trot, you know, speed rating, all that good stuff, all that finesse stuff, you know. Right. <laughs> and I saw some video of me. Oh, heaven's scary. I had the biggest chicken wings going when we were loping. <laughs> was, oh, Lord. It was both hilarious and quite sad. <laughs> but I had a great mm-hmm. time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So where was the where was the clinic? Where was the clinic? Well, the clinic was in a place called Creston, which if you blinked, I think you'd miss it. Okay. Uh, so central Washington. It was supposed to be held, you know, right here in Spokane, but their COVID level rating thing would not allow 20 people in an arena. So then they moved it to the next county over. And then that county's COVID thing went to where they would not allow people in the arena. And so they had to move it to another county further still um, that, that would allow it. Um, So it 
was a long way away, and I couldn't find somebody to take care of the girls because I only took two mules. And so <laughs> I spent two and a half hours, well, actually five hours, two and a half hours each way, driving home to take care of the girls and driving back every day. My gracious. It, it made for a long day. <laughs> I would think. I would think. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was That's, a great clinic. Um, it, learned a lot. It should have been. It should and if you drove that much every day just to get back and feed the animals, <laughs> tell me about it. But uh, but yeah, so it was good. Um, everybody was, you know. Well, we all started off in the masks. I I I won't, you know, try to excuse it. But you're in a giant arena, and it's a hundred degrees outside, and so it's probably what ninety ninety degrees inside inside this giant oven. And either either it was so dusty you were thanking you're so thankful for the mask, or when they watered the arena to keep the dust down, it was just like a sauna. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, he, you, yeah, 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 yeah. You foot through it, and 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 it's okay. So and you know, kept the social distancing and stuff. So it was. It was an interesting clinic, <laughs> one of the more interesting well, ones I've, I've I've been on. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, I would think with everything that's involved in that, with the virus and with it moving back and forth to take care of your animals, that made it interesting enough. But uh, so, what was in the clinic? What was the big thing that was your big takeaway? My big takeaway was that everybody should be able to move whichever leg you want when you want it. So, for example, if I want to move Ruger's right front, I should be able to do that from the ground or in the saddle. And and it's all about just finesse and, and little things. Um, and so, you know, that, that that's what we worked on. Can, can we move okay. this hoof? when we want it. And if you can do that consistently, gee golly, you can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. So so yeah. you know, and that ties into suppleness and 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 all that good stuff. Um but yeah, can I move this foot when I want it? So when we came home I said, Well, I I know how to do this stuff now because I've had four days, four nine hour days plus five hours of driving <laughs> I'm ready to, to do this with, with the girls and uh, came home and Celeste took her little circus pony out and then and then I, I took Ellie you know my, my steady Eddie right and uh, we spent two and a half hours on Sunday um, just working on moving their right front consistently and and, right. and well, and you know it pays off. Um, tickled to death with it. So now I just got to work work on the left and then the rears. Um, so so yeah, it was it was very pleasant. Uh, like I said, learned a lot, and it, it's all about well Ty's thing. You know, all all clinicians have their have their shtick, and his thing is you ride what you lead. So if you if it's not going to uh, listen to you on the ground. Why in the world will it in the saddle? But they're listening in the saddle, yeah. Yeah, 
Um, and then, you know, so he's big on the groundwork. And Ty admits, I think they all think it, but Ty admits it, he doesn't like groundwork because he, he finds that it's a pain in the butt and he'd rather be in the right, in, in the saddle right. He'd rather be in the saddle. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it really, um, and, you know, I've, I've drank the Kool-Aid, I'll, I'll admit it, um, and I've been to his class, his, his clinics before, but the more groundwork I do, the better they are under saddle. So, so yeah, groundwork, yay. <laughs> well, for folks listening around the world to the show today, they need to need to uh, pay attention to that. So do the groundwork, and it will mm-hmm. make your life much happier when you're in the saddle. So. Yep, good, and I pray I never have to to loop or to loop to lope. Uh, going down the trail, <laughs> pulling a string. That could be yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. All right, Bobby Bell, I know you're sitting back there listening. You've been visiting his website and his Facebook pages. What have you found that you'd like to talk to Robert about? Well, I see some food pictures, Robert. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Oh, I knew it. Oh, oh. I, I saw, knew it. like, eggs. I saw some kind of tasty-looking egg concoction, and I see some (laughs) coffee, and um, you want to tell us any new recipes you've discovered? (laughs) Oh, well, I haven't discovered new recipes, but I did a bad thing, terrible, terrible bad thing. (laughs) So we're at this clinic, and it was either pay $30 a day for lukewarm food from the, you know, from the, the local golf golf club 10 miles away that got there late if at all and was mediocre at best so i fired up my little coleman two burner camp stove um on the side of the trailer there and i was making breakfast burritos in the mornings and oh yeah well you know i like to cook (laughs) yeah so so i'm making breakfast burritos and then one of the gentlemen that was there he said, hey, Robert, you know, Debbie from the Mule Club, she's moving, and she's got one of those giant camp chef cook stoves, the outside cook stoves. Have you seen them? They're, no. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's like this giant three-burner humongous thing, um, you know, made for, like, outside cooking. Um, oh. And so, yeah. And, and so, Really? So I called her up. She said, yeah, I'm moving to Montana. Don't have any room for it. You want it? It's got all the goodies. And I, and, and rather than saying how much, I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so, the first thing Celeste said was, well, yeah, that sounds great. How much is it? I forgot to ask, but I'm going to pick it up uh-huh. tomorrow. Um, so, so I picked it up uh day before yesterday. And gee golly, this thing is like four feet long, maybe two feet wide, and it, and so it's got three giant burners, and it's got this huge, huge griddle thing, I think it's called, um, you know, just a big flat top, like at a restaurant, you know? Right. Wow. I'm going to be making some breakfast burritos on that. I can do more than two at a time, <laughs> 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 like before. So yeah, I got to get it all cleaned up, and uh, um, gonna take it out here in a, in a in a couple weeks. We're gonna get together with some folks from the Mule Club, and 
rent somebody's gonna you know rent an arena so we can practice what we learned at this Thai clinic. And I uh, said, I got the stove, so I'll do the cooking. <laughs> oh, All fun. right, so, now, so now, give Robert, us your breakfast well, burrito recipe, Robert. <laughs> so the breakfast burrito recipe, so uh, uh, ground uh, sausage, you know, like in that plastic tube at the grocery, you know. Right. Um, always uh, cook up some onions and some peppers. I don't okay. like peppers. i got to admit it. I hate them. But they do add pretty color, and food has to be pretty, right? Yeah. And Celeste likes them. So onions and peppers, the the ground sausages, and mix all that together, um, and lentils. I've 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 discovered lentils not too long ago, and so I kind of mix it all. You know, lentils half and half. It, you know, it's a good good you know lentily type thing. Um, right. And that's. And eggs, yeah, you got you gotta you gotta bust some eggs in there, and that's it. Pretty much wrap it up in a burrito. It's quick, quick, easy to make, and and it's filling for a long day in the saddle. So yeah, yeah so nothing fancy. Scramble that all up. Yep. Scramble it all, all right. up. You use use the 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 big long uh, spatula flipper thing. Throw it in a tortilla. Hand it to Celeste and say, "Hey, lover, will you wrap this thing up for me and hand it to that guy?" Oh <laughs> uh, gosh! All right, all right. Well, that's that's good to know, and I I think we all like to have some that are kind of quick and easy to do out on the trail or wherever you are camping. But I love breakfast burritos. Oh, buddy! Yeah, I was making them. We went in. I don't remember if it was before or after we last chatted. It had to have been after. Um, took Celeste and both the girls and uh, a couple that we've known for years out here who've just started getting into packing. We took them on their first pack trip up in, into the uh, Pesayton complex up along the Canadian border. Um, right. I guess it's had to have been three weeks ago now. And that's what I was cooking every morning. Breakfast burritos. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't destroy a burrito in a pack box. Unlike a loaf of bread, <laughs> the burritos, the, the tortillas are pre-flattened, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, and eggs last a long time. Now, for that, I did not use sausage. I, I used the uh, dehydrated uh, hash browns, you know, like from the grocery store. Right. And then I took uh, salami. Because it's already dried, it's not going to go bad. Right. I sliced that up and kind of rehydrated that at the same time I rehydrated the potatoes, and that turned okay. out quite well. Okay. Well, that was that may have been what was in that uh, photograph or in something. In the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. So yeah. what did the picture look like? And I'll it tell you. Where uh, it was. It, yeah, it looked more like maybe what you were just describing. The potatoes. Um, it looked more like yeah. potatoes than like onions and peppers. Okay. And it was a video. Gotcha. I grabbed a picture of it. But first we saw one egg and then two eggs and then three eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That would have been the, the little tiny cook set there in the Pesayton. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Bobby. The the views from that particular kitchen campsite were just just to die for. It was you're at the, camped at the bottom of a big valley. That opened up to the east and the west, and the sun came up in the morning, and you watched the sun creep down the mountaintops all around until it got into camp. Frosted every morning. 
we were up around what 73 7400 feet so had good frost every morning um it was spectacular but there was the fire ban so i couldn't have my little you know i i couldn't have my little tent stove <laughs> i was really wishing i had that in the mornings when it was so cold <laughs> well, we're faced with some challenges right now between the fires and the COVID, and and uh, and of course in some parts of the country it's been hurricane season, and and uh, just challenges in 2020. So, are your mm-hmm. expos starting to line back up for 2021? Yeah, um, you know, as of right now, we have. Uh, the Washington Horse Expo on on the calendar, the Midwest Expo on the calendar, talking with the folks in Nebraska and Iowa and Idaho. Um, so hopefully we'll have some contracts for them coming soon. But you know the you know setting this stuff up, but you, you, you talk to the folks holding the expos, and yeah, we're planning it. We just hope yeah. it comes comes together. Yeah. And, yeah. And so yeah, I've got a, a packing clinic here and I think it's the second weekend of October, just a local one. Um so hopefully that goes okay. I figure, you know, a small group outside, I think we should be okay. Um uh, but yeah, that's the big question everybody has. What yeah. are expos and clinics gonna be in the coming year? And I don't think yeah. anybody knows. We're just all hoping that that it that it's okay. Um, yeah. You know, you talk to folks around the nation and different places, they all have different rules, different, uh, you know, they're, they're different gigs. So it's, yeah, it's something. You, uh, even in the same state, it can be different from one place to another. So yeah, really, um, really interesting. Really interesting. Well, yep. you need to visit trailmeister.com. And see all of the different uh, videos that he has. The you can follow his tour schedule as it comes up. You've got some great sponsors and great, uh, great little gadgets that you're investigating and checking out. And, uh, and great job with your video, Robert. Absolutely great uh, job. Thank you. Video. So visit him at Trailmeister.com. Visit him on Facebook at Trailmeister. And uh, like that page as well, and we need to talk about your Satan because I know when you were on last time, we were mm-hmm. talking about that was coming up, but we oh. need to talk a little bit about that trip on the next show. So, you have Sounds any like exciting any exciting trips between now and then? Excuse me. Uh, well, I'm heading back into the Satan uh, next week. You All know, right. fires fires permitting. Yeah. Um, so it should be good going to a new place to me there where the fishing is supposed to be excellent. How I how's can catch catching? one. How's the catching? That's the question. That remains to be seen. Okay. All right. <laughs> that you know the fishing is always seen. good. How's the catching? So. Exactly. So, yeah, so heading there uh, next week, fires permitting. Um, and that will really be the last last run of the year. You know, they've already had snow up in the high country uh, not much, but a little bit, um, and it's it's getting cold up there. But that's why yeah. they call it the high country. So yeah. get that done, and then uh, start hunkering hunkering down for for as much as I hate to say it, the winter. 
Celeste has me putting in raised beds in the backyard for her flower and vegetable garden. Yay. Hey, <laughs> yay. All right. Well, it's amazing how quickly this year has gone by, even with all of the things happening. It seems like the year is never going to end, but it really is. And it's whipping by. It's whipping by. It's whipping by. All right. Trailmeister.com is the website. Robert, we will talk to you next month. Thank you, my friend. Excellent. Stay safe, stay healthy, and enjoy the uh, the left side of the U.S. All right. We'll do it. We'll do it. All right. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Bye, Robert. We want to remind you. We want to remind you that today's show is sponsored by Childer Services, a member of the Better Business Bureau. Childer Services out of Cheyenne, Wyoming, has all of your drill pipe, industrial strength cable, and guardrail to provide sturdy and affordable fencing for farmers and ranchers. So whether you're building a small corral or an entire feedlot, Childer Services provides competitive pricing and excellent service. You can check them out at childerspipe-cable.com. That's pipe-cable.com, or you can call them at 307-256-7058. 307-256-7058. We'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America.
It is. It is. And speaking of fall, we've got Rendezvous 2020 coming up in uh, at the Circley Guest Ranch in Winchester, Tennessee. That's in the eastern part of the state of Tennessee. Visit our website, equestrianlegacy.net. You can find out more about Rendezvous 2020. That will be taking place the last weekend in October, and all money raised from that event will be going towards the Mustang Heritage Foundation's Veterans Program. And then be sure and visit Girl Meets West on our website as well. And there's a great event that Mary Kay has going, and that's going to be taking place in February of 2021 and November of 2021. And people are already making their reservations for that. And next year, 2021 rendezvous will be taking place in east tennessee at the circle e guest ranch again and then that's happening in june and we're going all the way back to bryce canyon in utah in september to go ride the trails around bryce canyon and uh, that's going to be a ton of fun so we have musical concerts we have musical concerts we have music concerts we have visitors so you can do some great shopping and events that take place every year at Rendezvous, and it's always to benefit some worthwhile charity. So visit our website at equestrianlegacy.net, and um, Bobby mentioned you can go and listen to the show on her website, but we've got 600 shows that are archived, so you can go back now and listen to a lot of shows from Equestrian Legacy Radio, Campfire Cafe, Saturday, America and the living room sessions are all found there at Equestrian Legacy. Bobby, we need to stay warm. Fall is coming. Oh yes. Snow yes, we will do. be falling. Yeah, yeah. And um yeah, I know I had to go out and buy a coat this week. I wasn't ready for cold weather in Utah. <laughs> I had to get, I had to go get me a coat to re- get ready for that. But it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun next week on the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. And our guest next week on the Campfire Cafe is Jim Jones, isn't it? And they have a brand new album that's coming out, yes, the Campfire Trio. The album is is terrific. It's called uh, Doing What We Do, and Jim Jones will be with us to give us all the backstories to these great songs um, by the Cowboy Way. Yeah, so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. And uh, we look forward to seeing you right back at equestrianlegacy.net starting at noon on Thursday followed by Saddle Up America at 1 o'clock. So we're going to close out this show with a great song from Mr. Willie Nelson. It's one called Come On Time. We'll see you next week. The more I reject it, the more that it kicks in Just enough to keep me on my toes I say, come on time, I've beat you before Come on time, what have you got for me this time? I'll take your words of wisdom And I'll try to make them right It's just me and you again Come on time 
Looks like you're winning the race. 